This Halloween, be prepared to be scared. Wait a minute. Two years ago today, I launched the podcast. I had been going through a lot of, I guess what you could call madness. I wasn't a pastor anymore. I was more of a broken entrepreneur. I had a dad that had cancer and my son was about to be born. Call it a dark night of the soul or call it down on your luck, whatever you perceive it to be. I believe we all will fill that place, that perspective. And that's why I started this. I was oh so tired of shoving my flag in the ground, proclaiming an absolute truth all while my spiritual legs were shaking. My truth, it just wasn't truth. It was just perception, a comfortable mask to wear behind the real fear of not knowing. That was my first step, admitting I didn't know. What this podcast has done for me is it's allowed me to shake off and lay aside my own thoughts to hear someone else out, to truly see it from their perceptions, even when it wasn't my own air quotes truth. There have been times in the last year that I've hated myself, wanted to kill myself, wanted to leave my family out of fear of being unable to take care of them. I've watched my business get crushed by big business. I've wanted to even hurt people because I was hurting so bad myself inside. And I'm not special for feeling this way. Maybe crazy. No, I'm human like you. We all have to make our way through darkness some days and play in the light in other days. But as fucking cliche as it sounds, this podcast saved my life and permeated me with love. I've learned life lessons from my guests that will continue to permeate my soul for lifetimes to come. And I am forever grateful for every human that I've interacted with because of this podcast. It has made me a different version of myself. One that has found true hope in myself and humanity. I have found meaning through this podcast and it is simply distilled down into one word for me, people. That's why I'm here, to love people. It's Halloween! It's Halloween! I saw weird shit when I was a kid. What I actually think I saw was I, I think we created it. It was like hop running, you know, several feet in the air with every stride, like through the garden after us, like trying to like cut us off. And it looked like it didn't have any like skin, like it looked like muscly kind of tissue. The earliest memory I have is by is being held down face down on the bed and being operated on by this like neon red spider, like a triangular burn on the top of my knee. And it felt like the three needles went down through my leg and left something in my ankle. And the family had shared experience too, where the whole household was taken away. And we all woke up the next day and talked about it. And um, so my whole room lit up, and then the next thing I know, I fell into bed. I had a big slice on my torso, and I don't know what it was, and I still have the scar. I heard a noise behind us and turned around, and there was a little bald-headed man standing there, smiling at us. 
Welcome to my two-year anniversary Halloween special, bitches! With my monster dream team, Kevin, Shane, Kate, and motherfucking James! They're all monster makers, one way or another. And I have mad respect for them all. And that's what scares the shit out of me. Because they've all had some fucking scary shit happen to them in their life. And I believe them. Not only will you hear their stories, but we break down how they feel about them now. Are they real? Fake? Misfiring motherfucking chemicals in our brain? Parallel dimensions? Shit. You'll find out. But for real, we had a ton of fun talking monsters and Halloween. I love these guys. They're all great people. I've had them all on the podcast, except for Kevin, who I plan on having soon on the podcast. We about to go deep with that hot daddy. So, are you ready for a spooky time? Without further ado, let's get it. What is this oh, voice of Kevin's? Man. Hello. Oh. <laughs> just this the is, whole time he's just yeah. like, hello. Yeah, you know what? Well, uh, sex that's talk. That's what I think about yeah. monsters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. sex talk with Kevin. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> this guy who does erotic fiction for women, and every episode he masturbates himself to orgasm. Have you ever <gasps> played that for you? No, I don't But it's not that. really for <laughs> women, it's for Let's him. Let's start the podcast <laughs> off this way. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly for him, not yeah. them. Yeah, obviously. I, I got to play it for you sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear that. <laughs> it's great, actually. It's so He's creepy. Found his niche. Yeah. yeah. Is, there, is there any way to like turn, turn down the, the volume ears. on my headphone? Because everybody's really loud to me. Yeah, so let's go. That might just be my ears. I'm sensitive. All it's right. just like we're all just yeah. hanging out. I'm turning like this into we a 45 minute conversation <laughs> about Sid and Marty Croft. The story's different. Yeah. I mean, I figured it would just organically happen. Of course, when somebody says something that's interesting, then people take that thread and run. Yes. Yeah. Basically, let's just have a conversation and you wrangle us. Yes. I think that's great, man. Yeah. I think that's great. Cool. All right. Well, if y'all are all good, man, let's fucking go. Um, first of all, before we even really get into anything, thank you so much for doing this. Like, I'm extremely honored. I think very highly of all of you. That's why you're here on my two year anniversary Halloween podcast. This has been like, man, for me, everything. Having a podcast where you get to sit down with people that are beautiful and, and awesome and doing shit that I never wish, that I always wished I could do. You know what I mean? Being able to sit down and get in their environment and hear their heart is so cool. And so being able to do that with y'all has been an, quite an honor. So I'm super stoked to get y'all all together and just get fucking weird. So uh, I think a fun ass place that I was thinking about on the way down here is like one thing that every single one in this room except for me has in common is that in some form or fashion you're manifesting like monsters into reality you know whether it be like cute poppy versions or like you know crazy you know or or toys it doesn't matter or you know movies you've all done some sort of capacity and I think that I would love to start there about like where is that derived from of that creativity? Is it like based in your actual experiences you've had in life that were kind of weird and eerie or was it, or is that sometimes influence kind of like your directions when you get into like spooky shit? 
I think Shane should start this one. I think I would say it's a bit of everything, right? Like mm-hmm. some of us got lucky and had parents that kind of fostered this sort of thing. Like Kevin's father was a horror host, so he had right. it better wow. than all of us. You know, he's a, magi- a stage magician horror host. And nice. he, yep. So uh, when you've got somebody like that, that kind of, I didn't yeah. either. I didn't either. He's cool. so, <laughs> yep. so lucky that I way. I grew up in and the I thick mean, of it. Yeah. I mean, I had cool parents too, but it's definitely, I could probably speak for everybody here that it's definitely a mixture of like life experience that kind of informs this, you know, like of course your parents have something to do with bringing you into the world and and having your environment as a kid the way it is, but you're going to start going on these tangents and all of us, we went into monsters and spooky stuff. So you start looking for that stuff. Yeah. I know it's um, everywhere for me. I think when I was about eight years old, I saw a 16 millimeter print of Creature from the Black Lagoon in oh, my shit. grandfather's living room. And, That's killer. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's to this day, it's my favorite monster. Uh, and uh, we, Shane and I both idolized Millicent Patrick, who who designed it because it's the best monster rubber monster yes. suit ever created and designed. But. Um, so yeah, your, it was your grandfather, though. Now, this is the thing. So your grandfather was informing your father. No, my grandfather owned a photography studio. Oh. So there were projectors and cameras everywhere. When but he, was he wasn't up. like a monster dude, really. He, he was, was just not, like, check this out. He was, a, he was a guy with an engineering degree who taught math. So and that engineering degree, studio. he used it to reanimate corpses and stuff? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yep. But that, that was a, you know, it was a, one of those pivotal moments, kind of like, I mean, we've talked about yeah, this. You get King imprinted Kong. when you're a yeah. kid, right? For me, yeah. it was Creature from the Black Lagoon. A little bit later, it was when I saw John Carpenter's The Thing at the movies my oh, dad brought me. so good. And so that's a good yeah. starting point. What was your imprinted first thing you remembered it? monsterized you James uh, well uh, the first horror movie I ever saw I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies when I was a kid my oh, parents weren't oh, really into horror the same. <laughs> so uh, but your parents are talented artists oh yeah they're talented that, that artists and they, always, and they always supported my art yeah so and I and I would draw like weird picture like family portraits of us as skeletons I don't know where that came from that's what I was like where they come from they were just like okay good job James but like yeah. my, I, my, my thing was that I I I, um, I saw weird shit when I was a kid and I've talked with Ryan mm-hmm. about this before, but um, like I like I saw like we like I had like weird hallucinations of like demons coming out of the walls and like things in the woods and see, like ghosts it. and stuff. And well, that's what I would love for him to elaborate here because I know I've heard so many stories on the, when I had you on the podcast. But that's that's part of my point is like yeah. at what point does reality or the subconscious and all that become real? It's like are all yeah. of these monsters actual manifestations of things people have saw from long ago? You know, like the Bigfoots, the vampires, like all these kind of things. Like, is is it based in reality? Because you say, like, you say uh, an illusion or, or like it was well, maybe something, but what I if mean, it was I'm re- open-minded to, to, yeah. to what it could be. At the time, obviously, I thought it was real, and for a long time, I thought it was real. Yeah. Now, I like, it's weird because when I started getting into making monsters, um, uh, well, not just recently, when I started getting into making toy monsters and putting some color on them and making them more fun and more palatable and more, like, yeah. friendly, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, my na- my nightmares uh, went away and like because I've had chronic nightmares all my life and like and also like all of my um, weird experiences have like definitely dwindled and I haven't had I haven't had like paranormal experiences in the past several years 
um, since. So it makes me wonder if maybe it was uh, a mental thing that I've worked through. I don't know, you know, but uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I definitely saw some shit. And I mean, like, I'll tell you stories later when we start talking about ghosts, but yeah. some, I had some friends that we all saw shit together. So that I've, I had that experience. So, yeah, so, so if, it was, if it was like a thing that was mentally, we we brought it out. Yeah, and we all saw it. That's yes. funny because so. <laughs> that hits upon what I actually think I saw was I I think we created it somehow. Maybe like a Whoa, tulpa, or like something. a hive mind kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that yeah. is something. That I don't believe thing. in the supernatural, but I see I saw something once that one would call the supernatural but yeah. I think my friend and I somehow projected it or created it I don't, yeah. I don't think it was a spirit or anything yeah. okay before we get into this what's your first like ever introduction into like monsters or scary shit so um I uh, you know my my parents were both also like artists my dad was a musician my mom was an artist um and so they were really encouraging and uh, having me watch all sorts of crazy movies in the early 80s and that was when like Jim Henson was putting out like Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal uh, yeah. and all that and my mom loved David Bowie so she's like here you go so that was I think that kind of started my love of monsters because there's really horrific things in those movies yeah, but they're is. also kind of whimsical and cute at the same time Yeah. so that's kind of always stuck with me in the back of my head so I've never really seen a monster and I've been terrified of it I always see it as just like some somebody's artistic just output and then I I don't know so it, every everything I've ever seen when I was younger I feel like kind of stuck with me as I've gotten older yeah. you know like the Skeksis like they're terrifying but kind of not at the yeah. same time yeah they're ridiculous I guess yeah they're like the, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're stupid I love them but they're, they're yeah. terrifying <laughs> really silly I mean David terrifying. Bowie's bulge definitely freaked me out in Labyrinth <laughs> just yeah. like that, on that sculpted like, my childhood <laughs> thank yeah. you I now, love that movie we man. all have something um, impossible to attain because of Bowie's bowl. Exactly. Yes. I was like, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Bowie. All the hates of the world are like, that's not going to work. That's not, yeah. Bo- <laughs> that's not a David Bowie bowl. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. So I guess like what I'm so tripped out about is because really the last two years of this podcast has been the ex- exploration of reality itself, right? It's like how people perceive things. And I guess like, you know, even talking to James and hearing you talk about like, well, maybe it was just just all random firings in the brain. And as I begin to change the story of how I saw monsters as more of this friendly thing, then like my fears and all those dreams begin to like dissipate. And so it's like, I would love, I, I know some of you, maybe this is the time we do start getting into the, the monsters because it's like, where is that become reality based where it's like, I know what I saw. I mean, the aliens that ripped me into another reality with my brother, you know, that I've had on the podcast, like that felt pretty damn real, but I'm also willing to say that it could have all been chemical firings in my brain as well. You know, well, that I, I mean, yeah. what qualifies as real? What, yeah, if, that's if, what if I'm it saying. Is, it's well, like, that's yeah. the thing. Your reality, right? We've talked yeah. about this before. It's all you've got. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, five if, senses. Whether mm-hmm. it's you, you know, getting, you know, in a terrible car wreck and realizing you can time travel because you got the the shit knocked out of you, mm-hmm. or just seeing how, you know, being in a fight or getting knocked out and seeing how that that's very similar to being. Uh, on a psychedelic experience where you've lost time and space, you're staring down at your body, but you weren't on drugs or it was not a ghost. It was some guy sucker punched you as you were walking <laughs> down the street or whatever. Yeah. You know? So a lot of this stuff I think can be explained. I think what 
this start thing, we've all realized we were just all born weird, right? So, yeah. yeah. And through that, through that process of of exercising or exercising as James did, he exercised his demons and made all these beautiful demons that banished all these scary ones, you know. And he's in control of his reality. Absolutely, That's super sick. I would also right. say Maybe. that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I've. I've worked. I've worked hard to do that. So thank yeah. you for noticing. That. <laughs> yeah, we're all glad you've done. That. Thank you. I know. I know Shane feels this way because we've talked about it. But I would bet everybody at the table felt this way growing up too. Is one of the the, the things that struck me as a, a child watching a monster, like even Creature from the Black Lagoon, is I identified with the monster. Like from mm. the very beginning, oh, I, I felt like an outcast and a weirdo and a loser. Yeah. And I was always very sympathetic to uh, to the poor monster in movies mm. and, yeah and, man me too yeah yeah i yeah. wanted to run away with the goblin king and and also with darkness <laughs> i wanted to run off with darkness too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, darkness is hot oh yeah. my god yeah Dude, that was one of my first i was just watching that last week actually and i was just like still got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those pecs <laughs> I was like, they're yeah. all fools, man. Tom Cruise, what's your yeah. name? They, they should have just all run off the darkness. Oh the he put his hand out to all of them. He was like, I will show you all the pleasures. Oh and they just God. kicked him out the door into space. Same thing with the Goblin King. And he was like, you know. I mean, know. the Goblin King was, I mean, she was a little young for him. Let's be real. Like, that, yeah. that was a little bit creepy. <laughs> it was a little sketchy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do so maybe Shane like start because I I felt like we never got to talk, dive into your monster stories on the podcast and I was like I was super oh, stoked just about like that. Ghost stories. Well, yeah, like or the alien, stuff. the alien yeah, type they, stuff because and that's that's where it gets weird, right? As I've talked to many people who have had like some sort of alien experience, but what I thought was very interesting about yours was some of the physical things that happened to you. Yeah. And that to me is like how the fuck do you explain that? Well, <laughs> over the years it's it's become this thing where I've had to rationalize everything. Like mm-hmm. growing up, like the earliest memory I have is by is being held down face down on the bed and being operated on by this like neon red spider, Whoa. and it hurt a lot. <laughs> but that that's your first all, one of your first. That's memories? my earliest memory that I can wow. remember. And it, I also, but I was born without ear canals, so I ended up having to do all these weird operations when I was a kid. So maybe I warped that memory because, as mm-hmm. you all know, we warp our memories and we remember things different ways. Yeah. But growing up, I had this like thing, and it's gone like through my whole family, like through my mother's side of the bloodline. Everybody in that side of the family has experienced this thing where they're taken out of their bodies at night or there's this weird spidery creature that comes in and operates on them and uh i struggled with it for years until i ended up having a physical manifestation where i was like operated and i could see the evidence of the operation the next day and i was in a lot of pain i showed it to a lot of people it totally disappeared three days later and nobody knew what it happened what it looked like a little bit yeah it looked like there was like a burn like a triangular burn on the top of my knee and it felt like like three needles went down through my leg and left something in my ankle Whoa. and uh i showed everybody at the lab because at the tattoo shop at the time i was working at because everybody was sick of hearing about my my <laughs> story like i woke up and i was being held down by this thing you know and my Whoa. wife at the time even woke up and saw this creature over me and it no. looked at her and touched her with a wand and she went out so uh, we were having lots of experiences but I also Whoa. did realize that um, after I stopped doing cocaine, I never. 
<laughs> never experience alien abduction again. <laughs> so, so it might have something to do with the 90s, you know, in general. But no, as a child, I experienced it too. Yeah. But maybe that those experiences informed my later experiences that were maybe heightened by, you know, crazy rock and roll lifestyle that I was in at the time. Yeah, so. so it's like a mix between like a narration that we grew up on of like you know monster movies or things that we've seen and they no, mixed this with... was weirder. This was not like anything I'd seen in a movie or read in a book. And it wasn't until I found a copy of Communion when I was like 19 years old and read it, and I was like, wow, this is what's been happening to me and my mom and my grandfather all our lives. And the family had shared experience too, where the whole household was taken away and we all woke up the next day and talked about it and my mom was like no that's my grandfather actually came out and said no what happened was an owl hit the van and that's and i was like well why were we in the van and why did an owl hit the van and then you realize that all these implant memories are owls like it was all just like i've heard about that the owl thing it just none of it was adding up but it was just so weird but the other thing that happened around the same time that i stopped using drugs was I had one of them come to me and I saw it for what it was and it was me what? or my ancestor or some sort of thing yeah. so I wasn't scared of it anymore and then it went away so also it could have been the thing yeah, like man. James did where he when you stop when you stop fearing, fearing it, it, it it stops it causing you stress yeah. you know but is it all just sleep paralysis and chemicals in your head that are and making these fear things and, and all this stuff? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. Anyway, it was so real that I physically manifested a wound. You know, yeah, which you, that's amazing. Yeah. So, well, I think that's insane. I think yeah. James too. I'd love to. Do, I know we've already talked a little bit about it, the the Skinwalker before. But the reason why I bring that one up is that's that's even more. That's less of like a dream state. Like you're in a room and it's dark and it's and you're late and you could. You could dismiss it as like possible paralysis of some sort. Y'all are like out by a campfire running away and this bitch yeah. runs out of the damn woods or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how do you dismiss like something that, like that, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I, be- I still believe it. it was- yeah. Can you walk us through a little bit again? Like just for people who maybe haven't heard it or yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can uh, tell a story real quick. So um, we're, me and my friend were, my friend Akim were um, cooking out uh, side my and this was no drugs right no yeah yeah no, I remember no like there's no drugs involved and it's and no, how old yeah. were you uh, I mean I was probably early twenties okay uh, and um, yeah basically like as we were cooking it was like pretty late at night and as we were cooking in the woods we started hearing some noises and then it got closer and then it got closer and then the bushes just started shaking all around us and we were just like oh shit Jurassic Park Something, shit something's like <laughs> wanting what we have you know something I wants want to cheat our food <laughs> or they want to eat us and then uh, it all of a sudden this noise like like crazy weird like insane monster noise just started like coming from the bushes and we so we got up to bolt to run and um this this thing jumped out of the bushes and it was like taller than like it was like taller than like your average human and it looked i only caught a 
glimpse of it because we were running. Sure. But it was God. like it was like hop it was like hop running, like, you know, several feet in the air with every stride, like through the garden after us, like trying to like cut us off. Whoa. And it looked like it didn't have any like skin, like it looked like muscly kind of tissue. And um, yeah, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that thing. I got a really terrifying. good mental picture of that. Yeah. 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 If I don't make a movie out of that shit, dude, that's some sketchville. It's weird because like uh, all the monsters I've drawn, I've never wanted to draw on that thing. What? I don't know why. I just like afraid to. I'm just like, I don't want to. The memory that's in my head is enough. So what do you think of all you that are like freaking experts when it comes to monsters? When you hear him describe something like that, is that alien based? Is that is that uh you know bigfooty kind of base or some kind of I don't of think it's bigfooty base no i mean I, it, it was it was like it was too thin and too thin and like so, as some kind of extra treasure weird and yeah i don't know man i i, I mean I for a while I, I we thought like it might be a skinwalker like me and my friends yeah, were sounds... like talking about maybe something in between uh skins you know yeah oh, but that makes um, sense. And like looking for a new one and maybe like coming for us or yeah. something these guys are nice skin over there yeah <laughs> That tall fellow looks like he's about the yeah. right size. I mean, you do got some buttery skin. I don't think skin. it necessarily has to be extraterrestrial. I mean, I feel yeah. like there's there's some stuff on Earth that is unexplained, and so yeah. I feel like that that's just true. it seems like that's just something. Yeah, that's a great point. Dimensional. See, I'm, I'm a believer. Like, I'm a believer in in, in other dimensions. That's a me too. Yeah, that's that's able to cross, cross over. Well, okay, yeah, that's you just can, that's extra. Same you're idea. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I totally well, then I agree take with it you. back. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that makes sense to me the most. I've talked to the guy who owns that big expedition Bigfoot thing up up and uh, it's like up off 75 or something like that. It's up in the woods. It's real mm-hmm. big. Then he he's the first person that ever told me a couple years ago about the whole like you know interdimensional and that's probably maybe possibly how Bigfoot or these kind of yeah, entities man. you know are like moving through. That's why that's why you can't can find them, that. you know. And that that to me made the most sense. Even alien base, it's like you know we're so stuck in this idea that we're in like three dimensional space, and this is like real reality for everything yeah. in the universe. And it's like maybe we're just still kind of archaic, and we're stuck in these meat sacks, and we just haven't learned how to like traverse you know reality itself too, yet. Too dependent on technology or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's the other thing too that we're just figuring out. Well, we're refiguring out time all the time, and if time is actually all time is moving at the same time then it would make sense that some other form of evolutionary mm-hmm. creature or whatever accidentally showed up in time it might not have really even been there like that's how when we started mm, getting yeah. into ghosts and stuff you know like i've growing up on saint simon's i saw ghosts a lot and they did the same thing over and over again like a recording ah, like a pattern to the point where i when i saw it there i knew I wouldn't be scared of it because I knew it was going to take a right and go down this hallway and do the same thing again. <laughs> to the point I got Whoa. ballsy enough where I was in the hallway when the thing showed up and I stood right there and it walked right up to me and it didn't walk through me, but it did the thing that it always did. It's kind of like the haunted mansion. Whoa. Yeah, how they, it's like <laughs> when a you say ghost. thing, what did, it, what did it look like? It looked a like a woman. Like, a woman. but you could like it looked like a bad television. Thing. Whoa, it was static like 3D and glitching. Crazy. And that's what made me think about this time stuff later on. You know, you read Radbury, Ray Bradbury stories or whatever about this stuff where people get trapped in the wrong time or whatever. And I was like, maybe it's something like that. But she wasn't interacting with me. You know, where this thing was kind of that sound though, whenever I hear anybody go make that boo sound, <laughs> I think about owls and mating season. I got chased by an owl in my backyard a couple years ago, and I, I ran into the house. Why is a ghost? Madeline's like, "What is wrong?" 
there's a naked man in my backyard. He's got giant red eyes. And, you know, I didn't see him, but I heard this. <laughs> and we, we, she was like, what do you mean? And then she's looking out the back window and the fucking owl was right under our bedroom window and it went. <laughs> what? And she was like, what the fuck is they that? They can do that? That's what they sound like when they're in a mating thing. It's like. <laughs> but all I was seeing was, was this gibbering, like Lovecraftian, sunken in golem thing. Oh, but we, we held hands and went out there like fucking Barney Fife in it and went around the corner and there was a fucking owl sitting there. Oh my gosh. Dude. And when it saw us, it went. <laughs> well, it goes back away. to what Kate was saying too about <laughs> about yeah, like how so art, <laughs> art, but it yeah. wasn't big and hopping. You know what I mean? No, what yeah, you yeah. saw, I don't think, was an owl. Oh no, 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 no! no. no. <laughs> well, that's how it gets crazy too about like our reality itself is already very weird. You know what I mean? Like if you thought if you, if we found a fucking octopus on Mars, we'd blow our mind. We'd be like, "Are you kidding me? It's this crazy thing. It's got arms and shit, and it does it can like change into its environment and stuff like mm-hmm. that." And so it's like you're right. I mean, maybe there's some shit still here. That like is a little weirder than like than what we just can well, explain that's, away. Yeah. That's why I, I get sort of irritated with um, talk of you know religious miracles, religious explanations, and the, the talk of the supernatural. Because I think uh, you know physics is pretty damned remarkable. It is and, pretty supernatural and, and mind blowing. <laughs> and string theory is mind blowing as hell. And, yeah. And the, the uh, the 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 likelihood that we live in a multiverse is more than I think we can all process logically. Even. Yeah, and I I think um, uh, you know we science is, is yeah we need Spock to just explain it. Yeah, to he's us. like listen here, dum dum. Yeah. <laughs> it would take down. away so much of that childlike wonder and everything. Yes. I kind of fear the day when science explains everything <laughs> away. Oh, this yeah. mundane thing like oh no, it's not a monster. It's a riff in the time space continuum. We see Bigfoots all the time. They're left over from yeah. This thing. No it's like deal. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I would love to hear some of your alien type experiences that you've had because this I've never heard. Yeah, okay. So So bring it, bring (laughs) it, make some shit up. (laughs) (laughs) So um, when I was younger, I lived in uh, Bartlett, Tennessee. It's like right outside of of Memphis. Um, And we lived in a a subdivision that wasn't fully developed yet. Um, So our house was one of the first ones that was in the the neighborhood. So at night it would just be completely pitch black and it was just our house. And um, weird stuff was happening. Like um, I remember my mom told me she had a lost time experience where she got into the shower and then something, she thought she was in there for like two minutes. And then the next thing she knows the water is just ice cold and she steps out and and, an hour has gone by and she's like, what? the fuck happened so like stuff like that was happening and um i remember one night i was laying in bed and a light filled my room and it see it, how it looked was like if a car is driving past mm. and is like sweeping through your room but like the way that my bedroom was angled there was no way it could have been a car like i was just facing woods mm-hmm. um so my whole room lit up and then the next thing i know i fell into bed And so I don't, so I was like, what the fuck happened? And then I had a big slice on my torso and I don't know what it was. And I still have this scar um, and I call it my alien scar (laughs) to this day, but I have this slice that happened when I got dropped in the bed, but it was, I literally just fell. And so that was your memory, essentially, just kind of coming yeah, back. Yeah, like, like I the saw bed. the the light sweep my entire room and I fell into the bed and I had a big cut on my torso. 
So, I mean, what that's, I don't know what fuck. it was. How's it feel to know you got an alien baby out there somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Village oh, of the Dam. I hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this mothering sense to me yeah, ever since so yeah. I've always joked about it because I'm like, you want to check out my alien scar? And everyone always thinks I'm crazy. But like, the more people I've talked to, I've, I've met other people that have had alien experiences. Yeah. And the more I've been like, okay, well, maybe something happened. Like, yeah. I didn't have it like a, where I saw anything like yeah. you did, but I definitely, you know, Remember the light, the falling in the bed, and the, yeah. the cut. Something unexplainable. Something happened, happened and yeah. I don't know what it was. And it was happening to your mom, too. And it happened to my mom. Yeah. yeah. It didn't happen to my dad or my brother, but yeah, just me and my mom. Well, yeah. I also love what Shane was saying, too, because I think a, a really great narrative or possibility, right, because it could be infinite uh, different things, is the whole ancestral type thing that maybe in the future, you know, whether you call it like nuclear warfare, like blasting away the records of all humanity, and they're almost like coming back through time or trying to reverse engineer, like to to find out their story or what the yeah. hell happened to them or to prevent something from happening. You know what I mean? Like that could totally that be That was it, the you thing know? that I came up with that these ancestors future ancestors or whatever you call them are taking my DNA so they can exist in the future because they're going back through time. And that's why cattle mutilations were happening in the sixties and seventies. Cause they were like cutting up animals going now, how does this physiology work here? And now they're moving on to doing humans cause they're trying to figure out where they came from. They're, they're getting us used to computers because in the future we're going to be one with computers so we have to get used to that before we get implanted and become these biomechanical beings that will exist in the future which all these cultures like they believe in elves and stuff and fairies but you could never see behind a fairy or an elf my mom and my grandmother are all like really big into fairies Mm -hmm. and so like i grew up seeing fairies Cause that was, Whoa. they were all like, oh, fairies are real fairies. And that was the whole thing. Like we left out offerings for fairies and all when sorts of When you say see like one, that. like what is, what is well, that when experience I was a little kid, like? I would just see little like things. You don't mm-hmm. really directly like, see them, but yeah. you would see them out of your, like your, your eye. And yeah. like they would steal your stuff Holy and shit like shit. that. It was constantly. And so I've just, you know, I've, I've been like, well, my yeah. family's crazy. So that's why I feel like, but that's I don't funny, fully, though, yeah, I don't fully believe it, but it's your, it's the genetics. Like you favor your mother more yeah so it's your mom and her mother so there's this thing has been going on genetically right so younger on i was like oh it's because i have a genetic code that exists in the future so they're taking my genetics to make sure the future me exists or whatever Mm -hmm. but now i'm starting to think that it's an an, an abnormality in my genetic line right it's creating this sort of like thing that happens in my brain where I get too much of this or too much of that and I'm imagining things. Whoa. You know, the other thing that happens with my bloodline is there tends to be a lot of alcoholism and drug abuse and suicide and just yes. all this weird re, you know, degenerative stuff, you know. So maybe that's tied into this whole fantastical existence. You know, I have an argument for and against the genetic thing. Yeah. Right? And it has to do with what happened to me when I was a kid because um I know that what I saw, my father saw something extremely similar, and I believe yeah. my cousin Chris saw something extremely similar, but what I saw was um, uh, my friend Jonathan and I, when I was 12, uh, we were at my grandfather's house, and both of our parents were still at work, so we were hanging out at my grandfather's house in the downstairs area. And uh, I forget exactly what we were doing, but we heard a noise behind us and turned around. And there was a little bald-headed man 
standing there smiling at us. What? Uh, with a lot Sounds of terrifying. A little, was, ball, a little bald-headed man. It was absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. And and uh, the uh, what if it, it was like just some dwarf dude that like busted in or whatever? Well, I thought it. I <laughs> thought it was some yeah. creepy little crazy malformed person Whoa. or something. But then it uh, it blinked out of existence. Uh, if you've ever shit. seen Lu- uh, Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell, the way the zombies sort of teleport and bang, they're gone. Yeah, that's what it did. And and uh, it just it was standing there smiling at us and then it just blinked out of existence and my friend and I were so stunned we were just standing there not saying anything for a little while and uh, and Jonathan spoke first he said I saw a little man and, <laughs> and I'm, like, so I'm not going to say it first <laughs> right, right, right. And like, so did I <laughs> but um, but you know like I said you know my father has described seeing something a lot like that and I think pretty sure my cousin has too which would be the argument for some sort of her, her maybe genetic memory thing or something yeah. but I also have an argument against that idea because something happened when I was in my 20s with the little man again uh, I've told you stories about my friend Larry he was kind of mm-hmm. my partner in crime the troublemaker right we were, yeah. we were troublemakers and uh, I, we, I was living in um, Lafayette Louisiana at the time in my 20s and so when Larry would come into town we would sort of just you know misbehave all weekend and and um, the the girl I was dating at the time um, you know I would just tell her well look you're not going to see me this weekend Larry's in town and so we would you know go out and misbehave and drink and whatever Uh, but it was late one Saturday night we had been out and uh we were back at my house, and he asked me to tell him that story again. About, like, tell me about that little man you saw when you were a kid. So I, I, I told him the story, and we had been indulging. Yeah. You know? So our imaginations were sort of overactive, sure. and, and we both became convinced, for some reason, probably because of the stuff we had taken, that... Um, because we're talking about him right now, we're going to manifest him, right? Yeah. And we both became absolutely terrified. I mean, we were like two guys in our 20s, just like, you know, 3.30 in the morning. Well, first of all, what have you been taking? Terrifying. Yeah, what, what, what were you what taking? What were you taking? <sighs> <laughs> Was it mushrooms? I, I, Is it acid? I, Something like that. that? Something psychedelic? Something like that. Okay. And... <laughs> Mescaline and, and, and so Salvia All of that we, All of that <laughs> we, uh, we became absolutely convinced We're going to see it We're going to manifest it And we didn't Right Nothing happened But The next morning My girlfriend the Girl I was dating at the time Called me And said You know Do you have a good time last night Whatever And, and Yeah we had a good time And then Without me telling her that we had even spoken of the little man, and I had never even told her about him, she oh, said oh, something shit. very strange happened last night. Oh, you did and, manifest his ass, and <laughs> yeah, wrong teleporter. She said that uh, uh, she was making a bed on the couch because I wasn't there, and the bed felt empty or what have you, and so she's bringing her pillow into the living room and a blanket to the couch and she 
was turning back toward her bedroom and there was a little naked bald-headed man Whoa. standing smiling at her in her hallway oh that'd be so great and, <laughs> that's weird yeah <laughs> and the same Yikes. thing happened well, he, he just, just kind of dissipated blinked out Whoa. yeah and Damn, so well that's know, a weird she, one yeah that's terrifying <laughs> was, so, and that's sort of why i i tend to think well i think we do manifest these things in some way we don't understand uh you, know. you think it's a collective conscious genetic? Like, in other words, like maybe that little man in your genetic code from who knows the dawn of creation. I mean, anywhere in between there, he was a part of your. Yeah, I think that's all chaos magic. Time and space. Chaos you know, magic yeah. yeah, I think manipulating you're, time and space. You're focusing your. The energy, energy and it happens yeah. and it manifests. Yeah. And dude, I, the more I've gotten into that, because, you know, obviously be, growing up religious, that was like very like demonic talk right. and mm-hmm. manifestation. But now in the last like five years of my life, I can testify, I'll testify like that. That shit really is real, man. That mm-hmm. like we are co-creators with this universe. And it does seem mm-hmm. to have something to that, that we have that, that kind of ability. But one thing too is like, I loved how, you know, Shane says like the older you've gotten, you kind of dismiss away or like kind of try to rationalize these experiences and the same thing has happened to me but in those moments it's like I remember when we talked to the three entities me and my brother in the same room they ripped us into another reality and they spoke to us and said like we are you you will be us eventually like we are we are watching you essentially kind of vibe that we got and then like shot us back down into reality and and then we both had this conversation we're like this is where religion comes from Mm -hmm. and then we even said to ourselves we're like the older we get and the far away we get from this moment it, the less it's going to feel real. The le- We're going to start saying more and more. And now, even now, it's only been a few years. You know, Me and my brother already dismiss it away as yeah. like maybe just like some random it's shit that happened. It's funny you yeah. say that because earlier this year, I reached out to that guy, Jonathan, my friend from childhood who I hadn't talked to in decades and decades, because I was beginning to wonder, did I make that whole thing up in my memory? And I, I got in contact with him and asked him if he remembered that day and he said it's I remember it perfectly it was terrifying and yeah, yeah. He's, it, he's, he, he absolutely remembers it as well that's what I'm saying it's like there's there's uh, there's this rationability of the life that we live in 2019 because like you said science you know and it's like yeah. well if science doesn't say it you know, then that <laughs> yeah, shit right. ain't fucking real yeah. you know but I mean I can't help where it gets really weird is that same entities that I had experiences with under psychedelics so that's why it's also easier to dismiss away I had that same entity entity visit me completely sober in EMDR therapy, which is essentially like a hypnotic kind of with a therapist sitting on a couch. And that same entity came and like, I had a whole nother open vision with this thing. Yeah. But once again, you're using like ritualistic techniques to get these juices in your brain flowing that you would use psychedelic drugs. Exactly. To trigger, you, yeah, you, can like, trigger, you can trigger those things. That's what I was wondering. So that's what I'm thinking. Is Blind it all, contour drawing can exactly. do it. You know, like there's yeah. all kinds of exercise. Yeah. And so I guess it's like, comes back to reality itself is like you know once you started telling yourself a different story to the monsters like they weren't as scary anymore and it went away you know and it's like and maybe it was like a young age thing so it's like I want to think that monsters are real because they're badass and like there's something really oh, cool I would to them. love yeah. to think it's all real yeah. sure. but that's, I guess that's the thing is like as all y'all you know being people that are like masters of monsters essentially I mean do you think like what is your percentage now after all these experiences we've talked to how we've talked about how they could just be this it could be that you know and uh, let's take a fucking picture. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whoever's listening is social like, media what's guru. Going on? Uh, <laughs> everybody's like, what the yeah. fuck's going on? I don't know. It's, but if, if we keep up these tones, there's a naked bald man going to pop up yeah. in this room. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, so I would love to hear how y'all, y'all feel about it then. Like, what's the well, verdict? Is, is this there room, room for everything? Dude, that's right. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I told that little man's story to a Muslim friend of mine, and he said, you saw a djinn. That was a gin, like he had a religious explanation Whoa. for it, right? Oh yeah, or and nephilims. You know, yeah. Christians would say nephilims. Right. Or, yeah, right. yeah my, you know, my like, family would have said fairies. Yeah, yeah. that's fairy. Yeah. Yeah. But I tend to think they might that. all be the same thing, whatever the hell they are. Mm. Yeah, some manifest different facets of the same phenomenon, perhaps. Essentially, yeah. what we are. So maybe it all comes back to the singularity of the source itself. Like, yeah. maybe it all is just that thing, and we're all just manifestations of it. We could yeah. all, yeah, we could be creating it and seeing it, or you know, ourselves and we're and, all uh, God, and we're just so bored we made all of each other to hang out and have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy talk, though, yeah. man. It's all crazy talk. But the, the more you start to, to research this stuff, and you see that there's so much shared experience with it too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my grandmother had a fairy yeah, named Jabui that she saw a lot when she was in her twenties. Which probably meant she was under stress because she had had her children. And then near her time of dying, she was seeing Jabui a lot more. Whoa. And I, like, she told me what he looked like. I drew a picture of him. And he looked like a fairy thing that you read about in, yeah. you know, fairy tale books yeah. or whatever. And um, who's to say that that's not like just another version of the bald little Jin man or whatever, mm-hmm. or the alien gray this, that have the leaf-shaped eyes that are using wands to do their technological things. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of these stories have a, a similar thing in common, which is things that we've seen, but not, like, felt. But mm. I have a story. Okay. Oh, I, I've been oh, waiting yeah. to tell you about a ghost, a ghost story. A succubus story. Dude, well, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish. That's uh, what this is. Life gets hairy. <laughs> every teenage <laughs> boy. Every teenage boy wish that. There we go. Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, so um, this this is something that actually uh, it happened with multiple people, like like with you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. But um, we didn't just see some shit. We actually didn't see anything. We just saw. Well, we did see stuff, but we saw people flying around. So basically, what happened was um, I'd had like all my life. I'd had experiences. Um, I lived. My bedroom was right next to the attic, and I'd had weird experiences um, of just like strange ghost-like phenomena of you know doors opening, closing, and cold winds coming in, and like my keyboard's playing by itself, and Holy like shit. all kinds of like crazy shit um, that just like kept me on my toes, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, and I always seemed that I could communicate with it. Like if I if I started to get scared or I wanted it to stop, and I would tell it to stop, it would stop. You know, like it wasn't like uh, malevolent. Yeah. It was just I think it just wanted to be heard or seen, oh. and like I grew up on a farm that's six generations. Um, I've been there. It's beautiful. In, 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 yeah, in our family, <laughs> six generations in the house. Um, we we built our. My dad built his house on the on the house that burned down before it. So like, I'm sure there's a lot of energy. I never a lot thought of, about a lot of that. So much like residue energy. That, yeah. that, that that spot, you know. Um, and uh, so I always just believed like, yep, ghost. And um, I was in high school. I had a couple friends come over, uh, Doug and Mark, and. Uh, Doug believed me. Doug always believed me, although he had never had a, an experience. And Mark, 
uh, did not believe me. Mark Mark was a strict Catholic, and he was just like, don't believe in ghosts. Don't believe in any of this shit. Don't believe in supernatural. <laughs> You're full of shit. Prove it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't prove it, but, you know, we could walk into the attic, and you could just say that out loud, and maybe, who knows? <laughs> oh, shit. See if you had the balls to do that, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. the attic had a creepy vibe fine to it. Too, yeah. So he was like, fine, I'll do it. So <laughs> we, we, went in, we went inside. And also, just to, as a... Um, disclosure: We did not do any drugs. Uh, my once again, my my friend Mark, uh, being a strict Catholic and everything, was mm-hmm. did not believe in drugs. And so, uh, even though I was probably smoking a lot of weed at the time, I wasn't that day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so nobody was high. So we went into the uh, into the attic. I went in first and stood over the corner. I was like, "All right, come on in and you know say your shit." And Doug walked in first, and then Mark walked in after. And as Doug was walking, he stopped and looked around, and then Mark was right behind him, and he just said, I don't believe in ghosts. This is, I don't believe in ghosts, you know? And then immediately, Doug just crumpled to the Whoa. floor. And like, it looked like somebody had just pushed him down, and then Mark just flew back at, like, out of the attic and then through my bedroom and hit the wall at the other side. Are you serious? Oh yeah, wow. I'm fucking serious. I'm fucking serious. I Because I already trust all of you so much, which is why I was willing to talk about this wacky <laughs> shit, because I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then to see your face, you're like, no, I'm fucking serious. <laughs> but, yeah, not just serious. Yeah. <laughs> fucking serious. Uh, yes. And, and, and I asked, I was and like Mark, he just like ran out of the house, like screaming. Whoa. And uh, we, we remained friends for, you know, years after that, but he never came back to my house again. And, oh, no, and I asked him later, I was like, dude, what, was, what happened? You know? And Doug was like, I felt, I felt something like push me down by the shoulders, like press me Whoa. down. And then Mark was like, yeah. And I felt like, I felt something hit my chest so hard that it knocked the wind out of me. Whoa. And wow. sent him flying across the fucking room. My wife felt and heard something in the house we live in now. Not nearly as dramatic as your fucking story. Yeah. But uh, we live, my wife and I and my son, we live in Marietta and our front yard has a graveyard. There are 11 oh, bodies shit. buried. In it's an old one too, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, from the 1800s. It's the reason why we picked that house, actually. The real, the real <laughs> yeah. estate woman was... Would, why I, else would you live in Marietta? Right. <laughs> well, we have a graveyard. <laughs> the, the, uh, I was running over options with the uh, real estate woman, and she said, well, I have to warn you about this one house. It has a graveyard. And I said, that's the one I want. I'm getting that one. <laughs> Hell and, yeah. But uh, when we first moved in, uh, one night, my wife who's you know, very logical like I am, uh, heard a, a, and felt a little girl whisper in her ear. And you know how when, when I whisper in your ear, James, you know how it feels. <laughs> uh, that you, you know, you feel it. Well, that's what she felt. And she just heard a, like a little girl's voice and she could feel the sort of breath in the ear. It's just oh, a little girl gosh. saying, hear me. Whoa. And I was in the room when it happened, and I thought for a second my wife had gone insane because she jumped and and you know she's sure. like terrified and it's like what the hell was wrong? And she's told me like I, a little girl just whispered in my ear. She said, "Hear me." <laughs> Whoa. But it never happened again. It, it happened right That's when good. we moved into the house, yeah. and we've never experienced anything strange after that. Whoa. She probably felt bad for scaring her. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. But th- that's not absolutely true because um, Dan had been convinced that there was a ghost in the house 
two years ago. He was. Yeah. And there were doors closing on you guys. You guys are having a lot of paranormal activity like two Whoa. years ago. Yeah. Well, I remember son. Dan had a huge problem with it, and you told me not to scare him anymore right. about it. Yeah. Dan was kind of telling him about mine and stuff, too. You like, know? really right, waking right, him yeah. out. Well, Dan, but, when he was really little, uh, he when we'd come here because this place has such a reputation. Uh, I should mention we're at Silver Scrim Effects Lab right oh, now. Yeah. This place has a reputation because there, there were yeah. like there were deaths here, right? This place has a, a pretty violent history. The building itself. And when Dan was going through this period of being very afraid of ghosts and stuff, he would bring salt with him and I'd, he'd like pour a little salt <gasps> little circles. Sort of salt yeah, circles. we'd yeah. catch him. All right, like, what focus. is he doing? He's like, <laughs> like putting salt nice. in the doorways and like creeping around here. <laughs> Dan, you know, it's okay, man. You know? yeah. We're going to have to vacuum that salt up later. Yeah. Yeah, but like, no, but it, it's, it is weird. And, and once again, being out here and hearing all those stories from police officers, you know, like we we opened five cold cases out here from the wallets we found, and like the weird, like the worst thing I found was this mattress over in the hotel building that I guess they've been murdering people on it for years. There was like a scab on it, like three uh, inches thick. Yuck! It was. I mean, we had biohazard gear on while we were cleaning. But we found dead bodies. Oddly enough, oh my that- god. Is yeah, not the insane. part that bothers me the most. What bothers me the most is that mirror. Oh yeah, I was yeah. just about to tell you. The tell mirror. the mirror story. Well, the worst thing that we found, which is just in there, besides the, the evidence. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we cleaned that mirror. Not supernatural, like, just tragic and yeah. yeah. So what listeners don't know is this is this is a huge complex that we have a little part of, but um, it was the flagship of Truck Stops of America, and there was like there's a 200 room hotel. There's all these office buildings, and there was all this stuff. And um, it went downhill over the years, and that's how they were able to get the property for cheap. But as we were cleaning it out, um, we found this mirror, and somebody had written on it, spend more time with your kids, stop smoking crack, stop doing that stuff, spend more time with your family, stop smoking crack, and you know that they just sat oh, there smoking yeah. crack, looking at their Ten Commandments, just, just like watching their eat their oh themselves die. I mean, the bummer. It was so bad. When <laughs> Johnny so and I found heavy. that, we both like burst into tears. But the like, energy, oh, dude. Oh, 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 you know, like, get rid of it now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the stuff we found out here, and people had done a lot of ghost hunting and stuff out here. And I've heard the woman splashing in the tub on the second floor. Whoa. We donated the tubs to Habitat for you hum- for Humanity. Like you donated eight a haunted tub ago. to Habitat for Humanity. Two hundred tubs and four hundred haunted mirrors. Nice, you know. So you know, so Jimmy nice. Carter's like hanging one right now, and there's somebody in there. Like, no. but, like, um, but so there was no reason. For for us to hear the splashing in the tub anymore because the tubs were all gone. But I've heard it twice. When so, we give whoa. tours of this place, uh, I always whoa. make sure to point to the spot where somebody was murdered in the front room of the effects lab where the two long tables are. Uh, a, uh, a cook, right? Was yeah, murdered. well, this, we were shooting a video out here and T.I. was in it and we had to get all this extra security so we had to get like real police out here because T.I. is like fucking Elvis or something. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he's really cool but yeah. he, we needed security. So this cop was hanging out back, back in the lab and he's like, I love all those old horror movies, you know, but I saw something really scary in here. <laughs> and I was like, because I'd been here for a couple of years and hadn't seen anything. 
He's like, right here was my first terrible crime scene. I'll never forget it. I came in, and this kid had been being molested by a cook. He's like, this used to be an old restaurant. Well, I knew that because we had to cut all the stools out from the tables in there. It was like a Waffle House. And I also know because I smelled like cheeseburgers when I climbed up in the roof one day. What? cheeseburger smell was t- Ugh. but anyway he goes yeah this kid got he had been being molested by this cook and he grabbed the shotgun from his parents house and blew the guy's brains out right here so that night at 4 a.m while i'm <laughs> leaving the lights are out and they had a big 150 you know yard long polyurethane sheet that went all the way from the front to the back because there were none of the walls built and the wind was rustling through it and all i could think about was that big pool of brains and blood congealing up into and I was seeing I wasn't looking at it but the hair on my head was standing up and I was like running and juggling the keys trying to get out of here you know Barney fifing it all the way out I had a night like that one night here yeah and I I keep insisting I'm very logical and stuff but I'm like anybody else I get spooked and I had one of those nights where I was thinking about all that stuff after I had locked up. And, you know, when we lock up at night, we have to walk back through the lab in the dark to get to the back door. Because we kill all the power in right. case somebody left a glue gun on or something. And uh, I got that. I was thinking too much about all the stuff that happened there. I got this very creepy feeling. And like, you know, when you're a kid, you get this feeling somebody's behind yeah. you. I got that feeling and I oh, actually yeah. started to run through the dark lab and I, and I just ran right into a wall. Dislodging oh, <laughs> 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 a plastic skeleton which wrapped around him. <laughs> no, it wasn't that dramatic. No, but, like, no, but I, I, did, I did go head first into the wall and then sort of laughed at myself for being yeah. so But here's the yeah. thing, and I, I want to mm. talk to you guys about this. So when you are in the shower and you hear something outside of the shower and you know that your significant other's not home and the cat is sleeping on the back porch or whatever, what's the first thing you think about? It's not that the cat came in, right? And is yeah. the cat. It's like there's a fucking two-headed mongoloid yes. yes. out there, and it's like yeah. just yep. taking its clothes off, about to jump in the yes. shower. Always. It's this, right? <laughs> so it's the, it's the most horrible thing Definitely. ever that you're thinking. So immediately, and that's why it always comes back to this. And I know that this kind of sucks because we're talking about how cool it yeah. is to the reality of monsters. But I really think if we're talking about how we make our own realities, that we're constantly building these situations. Mm-hmm. So our imaginations are so, um, overdrive. Yeah. Just full overdrive. Yeah. And I don't want to use the word perverse, but maybe it's going into the dark areas first and pushing that stuff. And, yeah. You know, and then Could you're manifesting. Yeah. Like, you know, safety, you know what I mean? Cause like, say you're running through the woods at night and it's 10,000 years ago. If you hear some shit rustling, you're not in a shower anymore. It could be a fucking tiger or whatever, yeah. you, well, know? you know? So it's like, uh, could be that, that, that kind of thing. Makes mm-hmm. me think of, um, you know, I taught, in college for 18 years before becoming yeah. a monster maker and because uh, you're a badass because I'm a badass <laughs> and in one of my literature classes uh, when I would teach critical theory um, I, I one of my favorite things to do was do a course on all monster based literature and one of the first things I taught the students was the entomology of the word monster and the origins of that word is it's um, means the same thing as a warning 
And the original monster stories were basically about why you shouldn't go in the woods or Uh, why you shouldn't break the cultural taboos or... Kind of like the village or some shit. Don't go in the woods. Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Like one who doth walk in fear and dread because a fearsome fiend is close <laughs> exactly. behind him tread or whatever exactly. you know it's like that's the first thing that you think you right. know it's like but but there's a practicality to that isn't there the, mm-hmm. the the idea that you would tell stories because the truth is you you, you could get lost and die in the woods mm-hmm. or if you go into the cave something bad could sure. happen to you so you tell yeah. the children there's a monster in there you yeah. and, and there are a lot of bad people out there yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Well, right. that's what I wanted to kind of wrap up on with the with this idea now, just darkness and light in general. Like, so now we're moving away from like actual entities, and it's like, so is there some sort of truth to darkness and to goodness, or is that still just a fabrication of our mind? And what I mean is like, how do people get so dark that they do murder people on a fucking bed, you know, and until there's a, a three inch, four inch scab, you know what I mean? Like, is that darkness real, or is that inside of them and a conditioned mind, you know? Well, I personally wouldn't want to hear Kate take over this part because she has the most light of yeah, all of us, seriously. <laughs> you know, like her stuff is just radiating rainbows and stuff. Seriously, so, if you haven't made a monster turn into something pretty, I don't know yeah. what has. Kate, yeah. I've been trying to figure out your t-shirt all day. Oh, what's, the, what's the story there? It's Justin Manson. Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Marilyn Manson. I'm really Justin like Bieber. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah. is, this, is that not him? <laughs> I'm going to be really no. embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, to I her, it's Marilyn Manson. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we create our reality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, every know. time I'm, I look at Marilyn Manson, I'm going to see Justin, see Justin Bieber. Bieber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so what do you mean? Like, uh, like, do people see like evil things and manifest? Or, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like, I guess it's just like, is darkness itself like real to you? Or do you think that's another figment of our imagination? I mean, I absolutely believe in evil. Yeah. Like 100%. Where do you think it comes from? I don't, I don't know. I just think some people are just inherently evil. Evil as a something that exists outs, uh, outside of the human mind, as a like as a, exist no, in I don't, the I universe. Don't, I feel like it doesn't. It, I honestly don't believe that outside sources will one hundred percent like cause somebody to be evil. I feel like someone is just kind of maybe just has it in the back of their head because you know you hear these stories about. Jeffrey Dahmer and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and they were when they were kids, they were doing fucked up shit too. Right. Yeah, right. And you know, like they, he had friends that weren't just fucked born up, that way. just born that way. And yeah. like, sure, there's could be some outside sources that that you know will definitely shape someone into doing some fucked up shit. But I don't know. I, I feel like evil people are just exist. I guess what I was talking about, even too, in the like existential, like after death, like the godhead the satanic figure like do these all derive from something that is like legitimate to you guys that there is like some sort of thing or maybe it's all of it and no it's idea. pushing you know, know evil man, and good i don't know but like it's definitely easier to explain like why people like we i think we as humans don't want to believe that other people are capable of you know, ripping people apart and like, mm-hmm. you know, raping their dead bodies and shit like that. It's, it's something that we just have a hard time. Like, yeah. Conceptually. Cause we, believe, cause we, yeah, yeah, cause yeah, we yeah, never yeah. want to do that, you know, but, uh, you know, br- malformed brains happen and yeah. people have serious, like, so like just crazy psychotic, yeah. uh, like things can just happen, you know, 
to, to people, to humans, you know, it, and it, they just grow up wrong. And yep, I yeah. think it's all And us. they just do. I mean, people yeah. have been in accidents and their whole personality changed and they became rotten to the core and they started yeah. beating dogs and yeah. trying to rape uh, kids yeah, and yeah. stuff. And the vice versa. Like, I've, I've heard of, I've heard yeah. of things happening and then like really violent people all of a sudden are like super docile and friendly, yeah. you know, it's just like, I think, I think the, the mind is a very powerful and dangerous instrument. And so it almost seems to me is like, so is it, are we just these molecules on a planet and it's like just the way the brain, brain is wired as a naturistic like dog eat dog that can be manifested into just mythology explaining all of this. Well, I think like, the mind creates order. <laughs> like that, I'm, that, I think we, we project order onto the entire universe. What's actually out there is a bunch of chaos. Totally. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe even, like, from my perspective, uh, all of life itself some kind of being some sort of mistake or disaster that should have never happened. I mean, my actual view of yeah, I would the love universe to hear is that. pretty damn dark, right? Yeah. Like I, I, no, I, I, well, that's I think chaos theory I, I, at work. I, yeah, really. I think we're all a mistake. I think uh, life itself is a from cat- something a bigger that, that accidentally made us, or I or think it's all random chance. But I think we're some sort of anomaly that probably shouldn't have happened. Um, though you can't live like that, so you you know you wake up in the morning, sure. and, and and you yeah, maybe the word is know, shouldn't, but should shouldn't or couldn't have maybe. maybe maybe shouldn't is the wrong i don't know if that's well you know my, my you know, therapist because says it you is. shouldn't walk around with your gloomy glasses on all well, the time that's, that's <laughs> it. You, know, so you gotta, you gotta yeah. take those gloomy glasses you off take those gloomy glasses off sir because <laughs> it, help, it just helps yeah. life right and yeah. that, that's it, it. Go, like, go a little easier you yeah. I, I i believe this is true about the universe that it's chaotic totally random and that, you know, basically the existence of life is, is simply the thing that'll, they, because we're here, we get to suffer and die. Mm-hmm. But you can't live like that. And, yeah. Yeah. and you can't and use I, that as an excuse to do terrible things. No. Yeah. Right. Because right. then you're still fucking out. Right. Yeah. So crafty. Because so, we're all in it together, man. Right. Because right. if it is all chaos, we're all in this fucking exactly. crazy suit together. So you right. gotta make the best. Right. So you gotta make, make the, the best, best of it. Yeah. Well, exactly. What we do is we, I mean, I consciously create, yeah, create meaning create mm-hmm. order even if exactly. it's not real you live as if it is real it's mythology right? that's what yeah. i think we live right. by is that's yeah. what that's you what, have to that's you what i was to. wondering i was like is this all just in the end mythology are these all just stories of chaos well, I w- like I w- I just would, being brought into like these like ways of think you know i would take away the word just mm-hmm. like uh i would say you know just mythology or just a story implies that uh, it's worthless. No, it's everything. Like yeah, to, that's powerful. To, to create yeah, stories, like to create meaning out of a meaningless universe is everything. It's yeah. the reason you don't blow your brains out. Exactly. Is because you wake up every morning and create the meaning. You in create your life. the meaning. Yes. Yes. Sure. Exactly. One hundred percent. Good. I'm one hundred percent on with you, man. That's that's probably my religion. If if I had to yeah, give myself one, definitely mine. What? So I would love to hear. I mean, I kind of understand. Does yeah. everybody kind of symbiotically believe the same thing, or do you think that there really are? Are entities that are real and and there's something bigger to this. I'm not saying thing. I don't think entities aren't real. Yeah, I, mean, shit. I yeah. just I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to try and be like this is an absolute and a definite. I'm just kind of just going. Yeah. With- 
you know, I just also think I'm, that I'm with like, you too. humans yeah. could also just be fucked up. Yeah, it's like I think it's a combination. Yeah. It could be uh, a combination. All of it. Yeah, it a combination. I think of it's a combination. Like yeah. I said, why can't it be everything? Yeah, yeah. 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 there's room for all. Perfectly of it, right? I love that. You one know? one last thing I like to do, just because this is Halloween, this is going to be released on Halloween. Can we just like give me your favorite little Halloween story that you all have? Because I imagine we all fucking love Halloween here. I would I'd be pretty blown away if someone's like, you know, yeah. that's actually my least favorite holiday. It's my <laughs> favorite holiday. I want to tell yeah. mine first. I've I've never shared this publicly with anybody, but I remember my first Halloween and I was three years old and I was, we were in Louisiana. I was watching my mom make this costume that I didn't, I didn't know what it it was a costume. Even I was watching my mom uh, cause she sewed. I was watching her make a costume. I was watching my dad make this pointed hat and he was also an artist so he was like he was he had drawn and cut out these illustrations he had done of like half moons and witches and black cats and pasting them to this black cone-shaped hat thing and my mom was sewing this sort of white gown and it was a wizard's outfit or a warlock's outfit yeah and i didn't understand until they told me that it was for me that I was going to wear this because before that I was just looking at it thinking this is the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. And then they explained to me, oh, you're going to go out and you, you, you're going to get candy. You're going to, you get to wear this thing. <laughs> Holy shit. And people are going to give you candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So it just keeps ramping and up. It, it, like it was a huge, wonderful event. The yeah. discovery of Halloween. And, and, and it's been my favorite holiday ever since. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> That's magic. That is. It was. It was. So, and you know, I'm just going to just, same. Like that, like the same thing. Yeah. For me, and that was like the best time when you first learn yep. about, like, when you're first conscious enough to know that, like, oh, we're, I'm getting my mom just made me a dragon costume yeah. out of like foam, like carpet right. foam. Well, and, and it's I'm going to go out and get free candy. Yeah. What? It, like, it, I'm best. sure it did the same thing for you because yeah. for me, it made me very conscious of making things. Yeah, like totally. that you can make yeah. cool stuff yourself. Oh yeah, I was blown mm, away. I was yeah. like, mom, you can make dragons. Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and and then. In the end, you can also get paid for making right. being a right. monster and making a monster. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, paid candy, it's kind of set yeah. the course, right? Yeah. yeah, heck yeah, man. What about you, Shane? No, it, it was it was Same that things. pretty much, but it was one of my favorite memories of like one of those magic trick or treating things. And Sergey, my brother, and I are out, and we are coming back with like pillowcases just Hell like 20 yeah. pounds like, <laughs> and my dad was like okay tonight's super special because we're going to stay up late and watch this this awesome movie they're showing yeah. on Halloween he's like a lot of people say it's really stupid but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen you're going to love it and it was Plan 9 from Outer Space oh. yeah. and I'll never forget <laughs> watching that and like having my brain seared I was just like you know, you're so energized from running around in the darkness and scaring people. And Sergey and I were just like eating candy until we were almost sick, watching Vampire, and you know, go through the graveyard with this flying saucer. It was like one of those things where it was just like, okay, this is the thing that I am now forever. Yeah. This might be off topic, but I, I have to preach about this a little bit. Go for it. And I, I know Shannon's on board with this. That is not the worst movie ever made. That is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best. And, and, it's my fa- and it's also my favorite graveyard set 
of any movie that damn that, I'm about it, to go watch that then yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I have to watch you that you one you haven't seen Plan Nine uh uh-uh. uh yeah dude I'm a it. noob for all this stuff that's why every time I get around you guys you're always bound off some fucking movie I ain't never heard when, of like, <laughs> when Shane and I are working on a like a movie or a TV show or doing anything we're always quoting the movie Ed Wood you've got to get through that door yeah because <laughs> it's constant <laughs> the, the movie about the making of that right. movie is great too. that's amazing Kate what's Kate, up Kate. what's up girl so okay she's like I fucking hate Halloween yeah. <laughs> fuck Halloween yeah. actually Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday really not even that's joking. actually Interesting. Yeah. Um, but know, I, like, I like Valentine's Day too. Yeah, it's, it's everything's pink and sparkly. Yeah. 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 But no, I mean, I do love uh, Halloween because when I was younger, my favorite director was Tim Burton. And every year, everything would get all Tim Burton y and it yeah. would go crazy with it. And so I would get yeah. everything Tim Burton. I would get to dress up like crazy. It would, And we had um, a map. We I lived in like white suburbia. So just massive, just suburbs. Those are the best full size candy bars, bitches. And yeah, we yeah. we had we had maps where we knew where the rich people lived. Yeah. So we would go and like we had a crowd of like fifteen kids, and we would go and get all like the full size candy bars, and then I would go home and get to binge watch Tim Burton movies. Yes. And like eat. Like I'd pick out all my Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. and eat those first. Yeah, but yeah, that was. I think that's why I it? also liked it too. For me, it was like one of those things where. It brought most of like our larger family together, you know, like cousins and stuff. So it was like, you know, I've always felt like Christmas and things like that were this more exclusivity. Like you come into your living room and you're opening gifts and it's like the immediate family. And there was something really special about, you know, um, obviously all the things you got to say, you get to dress up, you get to play a different role. And maybe as a child, that's your first like indoctrination to the reality that you can play like whatever role you want to. Yeah. You don't see it so much anymore. But uh, I, people, a lot of people used to do these homemade haunted houses. I yes. did it too as a kid. Oh, yeah. Those are the best it. houses. I, did it. I love those. Me and yeah. my brother would would do, would turn the whole upstairs. And now you get these like creepy house. dudes that just fuck it all up for us. And now we can't do it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I ain't going to someone's house. Well, now man. they do. Now they do trunk or treat. They don't even go trick That's or treating true. anymore. They're like yeah. we go all out it's at like our house church. and decorate, and we don't get trick or treaters yeah. at all. Like last year, we had um, a kid showed up when we were setting up our yard. We had made a little like graveyard and this kid came up and he didn't even have a costume so I went in I was like I got you so I went inside I gave him I have a kiss luchador mask yes. that I gave him and he actually showed up later wearing the little kiss luchador mask that's so cool and I gave him like half the candy since nobody showed up I was like well here you go <laughs> do you think the state of, of Halloween is going to change because of that because of the freakazoids no. and all that kind of stuff that, if we live near li- Avondale I would like to believe it doesn't but like go in come my to my area, neighborhood it's still popping like thousands it's like oh, you watch dude. ET and you see that scene on yes. Halloween it's like that times 10 yes thousands that's the magic kids, dude you know like it just depends where you go like yeah. inner city kids they gotta do trunk or treat because you don't wanna actually get some crack instead yeah. of uh, right. a candy bar or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know but like in these like you know like I live in Decatur but Avondale which is a super you know affluent neighborhood right next door we kind of just jump over there and watch all the kids go crazy yeah and they go all out everybody's got home haunts everybody's trying to outdo each other Mm. and there's like a lot of these neighborhoods in Atlanta I know that go for it and I know that in Jersey Cervito is saying that they go that's great the the neighborhood there it's become a thing where it's like oh no (laughs) I just spent five grand on an animatronic troll and I'm gonna (laughs) 
ominous. <laughs> they have that whole thing going. Hell so yeah. I think it depends. We're you usually know. working a lot during That's Halloween, what I was during thinking, all of yeah. October. So we, it's been years since since either of us have been able to, to enjoy, like, Halloween. enjoy Halloween. Huh? You yeah. know, my first Halloween in Georgia, I was just thinking about this. Uh, I took my son trick-or-treating. I forget. He was maybe nine or ten or something like that. And uh, he was a uh, goblin and I was a skeleton. And uh, after an hour, he wanted to go home. He was tired. He had his bag full of candy. But I kept on insisting, like, one more block, one more block. But we were very new to the area. And I got us lost. (laughs) So it was like hours pre GPS on your phone. (laughs) What happened was it was late at night. All the trick or treaters had gone home, and there's a skeleton and a goblin walking (laughs) down the empty dark streets. And my son was furious with me for getting us lost (laughs) and and not going home when we should have gone home. And he just looked up at me and said, I hold you responsible for this. (laughs) (laughs) That's some high level shit, dude. (laughs) I think the best way to wrap this up is let's do a conjuring real quick and a spell to manifest that little bald man into everyone's (laughs) fucking house that's listening to this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I gotta go pee. Dude, I I saw Witchboard, man. I'm not not wishing a little bald man to go hang on my girlfriend. (laughs) Dude, I appreciate you guys so much. I mean, this is so much fun, man. Like, it might have to be some sort of like crazy yearly thing or something, man. But I I appreciate you guys so much, man. And it's always fun to have you all all on. And and, uh, yeah, we'll do it again sometime in another moment in the future or whatever, you know? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Dude, yes. that would be yes. killer. <laughs> Talking about awesome. our broken heart stories oh. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank All you. Right.